0: Hey, what's going on, my beautiful people? It's Thursday. You know what that means. Another great day here inside the Black Actor Studio. I'm your host, Danny Royce, and joining me today is an incredibly remarkable, talented actor entrepreneur. Her career spans three decades. You've seen her in Big Bang Theory, Empire, All American, and many more. Don't move a muscle. <laughs>
1: tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now.
0: Hey, we are here. Welcome, guys, inside the Black Actor's Studio. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm your boy, Danny Royce, and joining me today in the studio, you've also seen her on Scandal. Jane the Virgin, Rosewood, she is all-around badass actor, she's an entrepreneur, and she's ran the the stage for a while. She's been Steppenwolf in Chicago. Please welcome, the Black Actors Studio is very proud to have Doreen Calderon. What's good? Thank
1: you so much, Danny. I am (laughs) proud to be here. It's it's. Really remarkable. I see all your guests, and I'm like, really, you want me to sit? Right. <laughs> I
2: sit,
0: I sit well, yes. Yeah, I want So I want so to talk about that first thing because when I reached out to you in the beginning, you're like, wait, I'm not black. What am I doing? <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, you know what? It's okay. It's okay, okay. because you're Latina. I'm Latino, and. You you give so much to the to the actor community. Like, I, I've followed you for some time. Oh. Uh, yes. <laughs> and, um, you know, being uh, having mutual friends a Coach Mike and all that, you yeah. know, and just seeing what you give and you take actors under your wing and you teach them so many things and how to become a recognized actor like yourself. So that's exactly why you're here, and I'd like to thank you for being here and taking the time to come in. My pleasure. Thank you. All right. So I want to say congratulations for one with you. all your stuff that's going on right Thank now. <laughs> so uh, the recognized actor, we'll talk about it a little bit later in the show. But I just want you to, like, really just tell me how that started for you, just the beginning of it.
1: The beginning of my acting career? Or no, the, the,
0: be- the, the recognized actor. Oh, the recognized
1: actor. You know, my whole life has been a series of just showing up. Mm-hmm. And the more I trust that, the better my life has become. So what happened was (laughs) I um, had—excuse me, I'm starting a little cold, so I'm going to clear my throat a lot. Um, I had gone back to college because, as an actor, you need something to support your career. Right. And I wanted something current, so I went for graphic design. And at the end of getting the degree, the teachers were um, molding us to work at advertising agencies And I'm like, I don't want to work at an (laughs) advertising agency. Why don't I just do what I've been doing for myself for years Mm. and create uh, postcards for actors? I mean, back in the day, when (laughs) I first started, I would take my headshot, put it on a Xerox machine, and maybe attach um, a review that I got Mm -hmm. from a show. I would try, fold it, and then mail it off. Um, And then when I got to L.A., Uh, I found out, oh, there's these uh, companies that actually make the postcards for you. So that's how it started. But as soon as I started doing that, I realized once I gave those actors their postcards, Mm. they didn't know what to do with them. Right, right. And I I can't do this. I can't with good conscience just let them not know. So a little bit of coaching started coming in. Mm. And then I realized, oh, I am, this is why somebody would want to come to me. Anybody can get their stuff done at Vistaprint or whatever. Right. Not a plug. Um, <laughs> but, I, and I understand that, and please do that. But there's a way to strategize. There's a way to time it out. There's a way to message. Mm-hmm. And then I realized, with the message, what people were missing was honestly selling their brand. right. And I also saw all of these organizations, including SAG-AFTRA, holding workshops, teaching people how to do brand. And they were, they had a system. And I realized something that was missing. Mm. They were mostly working from the outside in. Mm. And I work from the inside out. Right. Because it's when we, when the essence of who we are emerges, that's when our product appears.
0: I love that. I love that. We'll get into more of uh, and get into more of that uh, later on in the show. But I love that. Um so I'd like to start the beginning here in the studio, as always. Whoever you born. Chicago, Illinois. Woo! Chicago Chicago. Illinois. This is a coincidence. Okay, this is not planned, guys. I know this is like the fourth guest I've had from Chicago. I'm from Chicago, but I love it. So we uh, where in Chicago?
1: Southwest side.
0: Nice. Very nice.
1: Um, near Midway Airport. Midway. Where nothing existed when I grew up. Right. <laughs> I actually grew up in a uh, Lithuanian neighborhood. Oh, okay. A first-generation immigrant Lithuanian neighborhood. Wow. We were the only people of color at our school when we went.
0: That's crazy. Yeah. Wow. Um, so what was your father's profession?
1: My father was a marble setter and bricklayer.
0: Mm. Okay, and then about your mom?
1: Well, my mom became a medical technologist. She, um, so, so both my parents had three kids with only high school educations. Mm. And then uh, when I was about eight years old, my mom put herself back through school and graduated, uh, got a B.S. when I graduated um, eighth grade. Okay. So then she entered the workforce with my dad, and I started to enter high school.
0: Nice. And you uh, go fishing a lot when you were younger?
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my God. My dad is a man's man. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, construction, hunting, fishing, um, that's his love. And that's the reason why they live out in Michigan right now, because there's mm. so much land. A lot of that going on in land. Michigan. Yeah. But that picture is, uh, he was very proud of that catch. Yeah. But he also knew the value of marketing. Uh, uh, um and he put the smallest child he had next to the biggest <laughs> fish he had.
0: So. Right. That's, that's hey, he didn't fall <laughs> far from the tree. I huh, went marketing, right? Uh, well, no,
1: no, He was very aware. Very, very aware. Did you have any nicknames growing up? Um, well, none that really stuck. I mean, when I was a toddler, because I used to squat on this, um, just, just kind of position myself on a, uh, a round throw rug, a green throw rug. Okay. Uh, It was called my lily pad, so they called me Froggy for a while.
0: (laughs) Froggy? (laughs) Yeah,
1: but none of my friends knew that. That was just a family thing. Okay,
0: yeah, I was going to say, like, uh, (laughs) ah, you don't want that one to live up, right? Yeah. Um, So you have, how many siblings did you have?
1: Two older sisters, sisters. but we're all really close in age. Boom, boom, boom.
0: Okay. And we're very
1: close. Three girls, Mm -hmm. very close.
0: Mm -hmm. Wow, so it was the only, like, people of color in that area at that time. How was it growing up? How was the dynamic uh, in the household and in school, you went to an all-girl Catholic school, correct? Uh,
1: that, that was the
2: high school. The high school, okay.
1: yeah. Uh, the grammar school was uh Catholic grammar school, mm-hmm. all uniforms, Lithuanian. Mm. And then high school was uh, used to be a Lithuanian convent, and they made it into an all-girls school. Wow. Um, so there was you know, a lot more people there, all girls. And even at that time, I knew it was better for me. This was actually around the time where a lot of Catholic schools were starting to mix the genders Mm. in schools. There was only one school that was doing that, and I was tempted to ask if I can go there. (laughs) But I knew uh, that I would be better off just with girls, no distractions. And there's this thing that you've probably heard of that when women are uh, in classes together, they speak out more. Yeah. They ask questions, they mm-hmm. work more, you know. Um so we're not intimidating I don't know what that all that's all about. But <laughs> let, let me tell you something my dad says to me. Um and he's and he's a very quiet man. Mm-hmm. He doesn't say much unless you ask him. When I was in my twenties, a coworker was uh kind of ribbing me. She's like, You don't have a boyfriend because you intimidate men. And I told my dad, and the first thing he said was if you intimidate them, they're not men; they're right. boys.
0: <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, Thank you, Dad. <laughs> <laughs> That's so. so good. I like that. <laughs> and so um, you you started singing early in an early age, right?
1: I did, and that was because of the Catholic Church. The Catholic Church started right? singing the hymns, and then I realized, oh, I guess I'm good. And then as you go into high school, at that time where I was, the only thing offered for the plays were musicals.
2: Mm, yeah.
1: Um, but I, I went right in. I mean, you saw that photo of when I was uh, I did cabaret. Mm-hmm. It was my freshman year. And I was annoyed because my entire freshman year in high school, they only put me in the roles of like the chorus. Oh, okay. And why am I not getting a lead? Right. <laughs> so it took me all the way to my sophomore year to finally get a lead. Mm. But I had to go out to another boys high school.
2: Okay. So
1: I took two long bus rides to get out there in the snow. Um, But I had so many friendships there. The director was a big theater lover, Mm -hmm. unlike my school, and he took me under my wing. So going to that boys' school was a big... Game changer for me, wow. because he introduced me to a summer program that the Goodman Theater had mm-hmm. um, sponsored, and kids from all over the city and the suburbs came. And I'm like, this is my tribe, <laughs> you know, different colors, different religions, yeah. different, you know, different areas, and we all love theater. That's awesome. Yeah. So what
0: what what was like the the first moment you found out that you just loved performing?
1: Well, I don't know. If I said anything to my parents mm-hmm. or my parents spotted it, um, my, uh, the desire to perform, they signed me up for an acting school when I was 10 or 11 years old, mm. but it wasn't one of these cheesy ones that teach you how to be a commercial actor yeah. and model. <laughs> this was a school where they taught us kids about movement and voice and wow. studying scripts and improv. And they also did mm. little shows. And if you were up, you know, up to it, they put you in a show and cast you. There were no auditions, just seeing what you did in class.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And uh, the first uh, show I got cast in was The Wizard of Oz, and they made me The Wicked Witch. Ah. And I'm like, cool, that's, you know, I can dig that. Yeah. Within two weeks, they switched the part and gave me the part of Dorothy. And that's when the clouds parted. Mm. Um I realized, oh, I'm lead material, you know, at
2: (laughs) at age eleven,
1: and you know, my my parents saw that. I guess my mom went out of her way to. They had a costume there for me, but she uh, made a Dorothy dress for me. Oh, it was perfect, checkered, poofy (laughs) skirt and the poofy um, sleeves. It was. It was perfect wow
0: you know? so that's that's incredible that they they kind of like gave you that push and they've been supportive the i don't time.
1: know if they gave me a push no. so much as their fault fo- there she goes oh okay well, there she go- <laughs> let's okay let's got i you. think it was more like that Gotcha.
0: okay all right um growing up were there any like tv shows or any movies that you just like that got you so excited or inspired you
1: uh, well, I think TV in general was a big influence. Mm-hmm. And it was mainly because initially, and it's not the case today, but <laughs> initially it was because I'd see these people with their perfect lives. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I want that. Yeah. You know, even if there was a problem that had to be solved, right. you know, it always was solved it always the It always was solved. <laughs> like the Brady Bunch, yes. right? Like what they have a housekeeper and they all have perfect clothes and they all get to do this and do that and things that we because of where we lived or financial reasons we couldn't do these things right um so i'm like if i get on tv then i can live that life Mm -hmm. but as far as comedy goes it was the black shows mm. that our family watched and thrived on. It was Good Times. Yeah. It was Sanford and Son. Nice. It was uh it was um no I've lost it. The spin uh Sherman Hemsley.
0: Oh uh Jefferson did you see the um then the uh I did not the, new week? Yeah. I did the little not. one one night one It was actually really good. Um I don't know about the pick of Wanda Sykes, but anyway, back to what you were saying.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. it was those shows that uh I I saw I saw set up for jokes, yeah. I saw Freedom. Um mm-hmm. also the black shows, they um portrayed to me the truer part of life like good times they were in chicago mm-hmm. they were living in the projects mm-hmm. in chicago right now fortunately we never lived in the projects but the 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 way you make do in life was very similar like mm-hmm. oh yeah they're having oatmeal every morning too <laughs> yeah. right
2: you
0: just gotta make do with what you have right yeah. and that was a great message that a lot of a lot of those shows had yeah um so were there any uh moments uh when you started getting into like um, TV and and film, when you started auditioning, um, did you ever have a moment where you're like, should I really be here? Should I really be doing this? Never. No. Awesome.
1: As a matter of fact, it's more like the opposite recent. There have been big gaps mm-hmm. where I haven't done anything. Mm-hmm. And it was about um, five, four or five years ago where I had been building and building and building and hit the point. I, I picture um, Scarlett O'Hara at the end of Act One. <laughs> As God is my witness, I had reached a point like there is no. Can I swear on here?
0: Uh, yeah, sometimes <laughs> <laughs> depending on okay, the word. I'll, but, be, uh, I'll yeah. be nice. Yeah, you'd be nice. Um,
1: <laughs> there is no effing reason why I shouldn't be working all the time, mm. and I had it. I was. I didn't know what I wasn't doing, but gosh darn it, I was going to. Now, just do it. Mm-hmm. And I found a great coach at the time who helped me do things that I already knew I should be doing. Mm-hmm. But she was there pushing me, right. pushing me, making me do these things. And as soon as I made that decision, the universe just said, yes, 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 nice. yes.
0: So it's, it's, um, it's a, a type of vulnerability as well, right? And so um, what would you say to you know some of the actors who are listening right now? Um, About being vulnerable and and allowing a coach to come in and just kind of going with uh, the universe
1: Those are a lot of different questions. Yeah, so uh, Being vulnerable is what they pay us to do Mm -hmm. When people really see what we do they go. Oh my god acting is so hard I never being vulnerable. Yeah be vulnerable It took me a very long time to be vulnerable because I had technique down really really well Mm -hmm. It's the vulnerability that sells, that people pay to watch. Getting a coach is uh, a whole different topic because there are so many, especially out here, and so many of them selling you Mm -hmm. a system. Mm -hmm. They're selling you a system, and any guest you've ever had, any guest you'd seen on any show talking about how they got to their point of success, they never have a system.
2: Yeah.
1: They may have guidelines that they found here and there. Right. And I want every actor to know they have a built in system. Mm-hmm. It is so wise. In my company, I say I work with committed, driven actors who know they should be doing their marketing but aren't. Mm. And mm. every actor knows what I'm talking yeah. about because <laughs> we all know what we should be doing. Right. It's that support we need in order to get doing it. Discouragement is the, such a prevalent disease. Yeah, that's true. We need support, and then there was something about following the universe. Yes, that goes along the the same lines of we have a built-in system. We are part of the universe. Mm-hmm. We are what makes the universe. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a difference between waiting for an answer and listening for it.
0: Yeah. Definitely. I see that. I, I get exactly what you're saying. Definitely a difference. Um, when you first moved out to L.A., right? Mm-hmm. I mean, a whole new, whole new market, right? <laughs> what, was, uh, what was one of the first things that you booked when you first moved out here?
1: It was crazy.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: I came out here with three girlfriends, two months rent, no job, and no connections. Mm. <clears throat> my first job was my first audition. It was a national commercial. Nice. And everyone told me, well, you can't get a commercial on your first, you have to audition 25 times or whatever. Right. I had no agent. I didn't know any of the casting. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: I did three network television shows and a national commercial that first year without representation.
0: That's awesome. And how did you do that?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Now, I can tell you how I did it. (laughs) I can tell you how I did it. Um, But... It's different for everybody, right? If there is a how-to, if I have a system, and I think I said it at the beginning, it's just show up. Mm -hmm. And so when I first got here, I was contacted by uh, a young writer who I had briefly met right before I came from Chicago. He and I were working on um, an industrial project, Mm -hmm. and he was a cameraman. And he contacted me, and he said, hey, I've got a script. It's going up at this writer's workshop. Can you read a couple of the parts? And that is my thing, because I'm a big improv person, yeah. and I'm like, I, multiple parts? Right. Yeah, you <laughs> bet. And I love cold reads. A mm-hmm. uh, big part of my Chicago career was being part of something called Chicago Dramatist Workshop, where it was all about new, new pieces.
2: Gotcha.
1: And so I'm like, cold read and multiple characters. I'm there. I didn't know that there was going to be industry there. Um, I didn't care, really.
2: Right.
1: Um, I didn't expect anything. I just showed up. Also, I really wasn't supposed to be there because there were rules (laughs) at this organization that you're supposed to have been an actor already on the roster, blah, 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 blah. So I showed up, did my thing, had a ball. That's when the casting director came up to me right away. She said, I got a commercial audition for you next week.
0: Come on. Won't you do it?
1: (laughs) Nice. And then um, a friend of mine who had already been out here, he said, you know, there's a shortcut to meeting casting directors. Go to the uh, casting director workshop. I'm like, all right. I don't know. Whatever. (laughs) And I just showed up. I felt I had done terrible because I didn't know what they wanted. I didn't know what they were looking for. And that's a big trap Mm -hmm. actors get caught up in.
2: Yes. What
1: are they looking for? Yes.
0: They don't even know. <laughs> they don't
1: know, and don't try to fit into something else. Right. Be who you are mm-hmm. more and more every day. So I did a couple of those, and that's how I got um, called in. And I thought, well, nothing's going to happen from it, because I didn't hear from these casting directors till months later. Right. And that's when I learned a good casting director, and there's a lot of them out there, they remember. Mm-hmm. They yeah. remember. Right. They know.
0: What, is your, what was your take on the, the whole casting directing workshops um, and how, you know, the, um, that whole situation last year, the year before?
1: Well, I have, sag a, and I have a different take. I don't think I've heard this take. I'm sure there's a lot of people who will agree with me and say, I've said that, but I've not heard it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, there's a lot of demonizing going on with it. Um, a lo- unfortunately, a lot of people have been punished. Businesses have fallen, and it's become harder for actors to get that shortcut. Mm-hmm. Um, this is not the casting director's fault. This is not um, the union's fault. This—I don't. I point. <laughs> this is going to ruin my career. Um, <laughs> I believe the higher you go,
2: mm-hmm.
1: the less. Value they put on the whole casting process. What I'm saying is, and this isn't for everybody, so many of these casting directors are overworked and underpaid. Yeah, it's very true. Back in the day, they had time and were paid to use their office time to take generals. Mm -hmm. They're so overworked, they can't do that anymore. So why not do these casting director workshops? They need to find new talent. They need to find more talent. And since they're not making ends meet anyway, so why not get paid for it? Mm. I'm not defending it. I'm not saying it's the way it should have gone. I'm just seeing how it happened. Mm. Do I have a solution? No. (laughs) But I also know there's more than one way in. Yeah.
0: Always. Always. I like that take on it. I I haven't heard that before. I don't know if anyone else has. (laughs) Um, So when you... um, What's one of the things that you do to prepare yourself for a role? I mean, you've been in many television (laughs) uh, shows. And uh, what's something that you do uh, before being on set and while you're on set to prepare for that role?
1: Well, um... By the time I get on set, it's too late, Mm
2: -hmm. you
1: know, in a sense, you know, all of this has already been done by the audition time. Mm -hmm. If we're talking television,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: you know, they need it immediately. So, um, the first thing I do is download the
2: script. (laughs) 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 You
1: know, I, I uh, put the uh, appointment time in my calendar immediately. Mm -hmm. I look at the shoot dates to make sure I don't have any conflicts or to make sure that I clear that just in case. Um. So, I download the script. Mm-hmm. Um, I read it every single word uh, once through. Then I go about my life.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I come back to it, um, start doing it over and over again. Uh, I will go over a script. I will like do a little check mark of 20 times. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll be bored out of my mind, but I can. My experience has always been, when I get to about time fifteen or so, I'll see something new,
2: mm-hmm. and okay. I
1: go, That's it. "That's it. That's what that scene is about."
2: Yeah.
1: Um, oftentimes, I'm like, "Oh, they're looking for this. This is the part," and I start off like we all do. How can I be that? No.
2: <laughs>
1: but wait a minute. They're looking for somebody who's a little more. No. Right. I'll quit. F- trying to figure out what they want. Be more of who I am. Mm-hmm. I've got a great audition coach, and he says to me all the time, I want to hear a little more Doreen.
2: Yeah. Yep. I'm like, damn it! <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Perfect. And then when you're on set, you know, right before they call action, is there anything that you do, breathing techniques or anything that gets you in that scene?
1: Um, I... I'm not a big believer of technique. Mm-hmm. Um, I go back to the heart of mm-hmm. it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: What is the heart? What am I feeling? What am I feeling? Connect to that emotion. Uh, all actors know that the first thing you ask in a scene is like, well, what, what's my want?
2: Mm-hmm. That's there too. Right.
1: But for me, it's the feeling. And that there's nobody else in the room except me and the person i'm speaking
0: mm-hmm. to. For sure. Um what was one of your favorite um what's one of your favorite experiences on set? <laughs> I know there might be quite a few but at this point one out. Wanna... There
1: there's the gamut, you know. I mean, I can talk about like how awesome it was to be treated like a queen <laughs> to the other end of it like, "Oh my god, this is the dirtiest, right. nastiest <laughs> what? <laughs> what? And then yeah. I was cut. Right. Yeah. You know, um, Often, you know, oftentimes, one of the best, uh, oh, my God, one of the best auditions I ever had. It was for a show that's no longer on. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it was called The Real O'Neills. And they needed the role of a very strict nun. Okay. And uh, I, with the help of my audition coach, nailed that effort. Nailed it, <laughs> nailed it, and and really what he said was, uh, you remember the nuns you grew up with, right? Right, and I, exactly. Oh! And I channeled, and I channeled. Uh, I can't name her specifically, but I channeled <laughs> one of them. I will. She's she's in heaven. I think I channeled Sister Melanie, um, okay. and I did. it, And I'm in the audition room. Never have I ever experienced a non-stop. Laugh.
2: <laughs> this was
1: straight to callbacks. the The writer was in the room. The director was in the room. They're laughing so hard. I mean, uproariously laughing. I was confused.
2: <laughs> I like. like uh, was uh, that uh,
0: supposed to be that funny? <laughs> uh,
1: and I honestly didn't know. Is this my cue to go? Because right. I finished, and and they wouldn't stop laughing.
0: Wow. So. They remember you, I'm sure. <laughs> I, so, so
1: I get booked, right? Yeah. I get booked, and I shoot it, and it was a very long day, and I, I love being on set. I mm-hmm. didn't care. There were many, 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 many takes. We were also dealing with live frogs. Oh, So okay. we kind of made full circle with that nickname right, thing. Right, right. Um, so there was a frog wrangler there. There was hair dryers. It was Anyway, um, that scene got cut.
2: Really? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so wow. it was like
1: from the sublime to the ridiculous, and that's the business, you know? Yeah, it is, for it's sure. It's just the business.
0: Wow. Well, you've been on some of my favorite shows, Scandal, All-American Empire. Mm-hmm. How was it working with those people, Tay Diggs and, and um Oh, ask me one question at a time. I can't. I'm, just, all of I'm them sorry. Like, just, just, just your experience in working in both.
1: It's always been a pleasure. I always love reporting back to my friends and family mm-hmm. how lovely a star was.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It's always been a pleasure. I really cannot stand when I hear somebody talk about how awful a star was. Yeah. Because I know it's a skewed story. It's uh, Maybe they had an off day. Blah, blah, blah. Um, um, we'll talk about when I was on Empire. Another scene where I got cut.
2: Mm. But... <laughs>
1: I thought because of the nature of my scene that I wasn't going to see any of the stars. Mm. Well, lo and behold, Terrence and Taraji are on set on that scene with me. I'm like, oh, wow. (laughs) (laughs) This is awesome. (laughs) Um, And God bless Taraji because she didn't really. She could have had a stunt double in there Mm -hmm. because most of it she was on a gurney. This was the big scene where she gets called in. She has a heart attack. Mm, And I'm one of the paramedics at the hospital and all Terrence made everyone feel so welcome. Mm-hmm. It was as if he took it upon himself to host this party, even though it was a serious scene right. and it was on location. It wasn't at the studio. He was, oh, here's a funny thing. <laughs> we, uh, so they, 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 it was before my scene, moving into my scene, um, director says, uh, cut, moving on. So Taryn starts moving on, moving on up, moving. So he starts singing the theme song from the Jeffersons. Oh, (laughs) God. I was
0: like, I knew where this was going.
1: (laughs) Someone else starts to join him. I start to join him. (laughs) We've got at least 10 people. It's outside in Chicago in January, Mm. dancing and singing to Moving On Up.
0: (laughs) I love it. <laughs> I love it.
1: And at the end of the day, when we were get we were in the shuttles going back to uh, base camp or mm-hmm. our cars, he leans over and puts his hand on me and said, great job today. Wow. He didn't have to do that. Right,
0: right. Wow. That's awesome. Um, what, who's like one of your favorite people you work with?
1: There's so many, and I and I'm, I feel like I'm at the academies. I, I'm going to forget somebody. <laughs> <I know. laughs> my first job out here was I had a three day shoot on uh, Frasier.
0: Mm, okay.
1: And um, it was it's 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 always been one of my favorite shows, my family's favorite shows. Uh, so to be on there was a really big deal. Plus, you're working in front of a live audience. You've got. Right. To, I'm there for three days because you've got to rehearse. Anytime you do something in front of a live audience, you have to rehearse mm-hmm. for a couple of days. Rehearse for a couple of days, then you rehearse the taping, and then you actually have the taping. Mm-hmm. So here I am discovering who this phenom Kelsey Grammer is about, and I saw why so many people want to work with him. Mm. He may has, may have had his personal issues and struggles, but that man is so in tune, so on, and so jovial. Mm. At least I caught him right. jovial. And we were moving from one thing to another on set during a rehearsal, and I could sense somebody behind me, and I turn around, and it's him and the script person who was a senior gal that he had brought from Cheers.
2: Oh. So, okay. you know, she
1: had been in the biz forever. Right. And um he saw me turn around, he said, Oh, we were just talking about you. <laughs> and I said, Oh. He said, Yes. I mentioned I've known three Doreens in my life. <laughs> First was my ex-wife. The second was a police officer. And now you. <laughs> and I said Third time's a charm.
0: Right. Hey, there you go. <laughs> and,
1: and he said, yes, and I see you were perfect.
0: Oh, wow.
1: You're just so gracious so and incredible. funny and quick.
0: That's incredible. Yeah. What's, who's someone that you would love to work with in the future?
1: I was I, the first person that came to my mind. I thought I would love to. I would be scared to death, too. <laughs> uh, Ms. Merrill.
0: Oh yes, no yes, right, <laughs> yes. That'll right. be a little. That'll be intimidating. I'm not gonna lie.
1: <laughs> but how much would I learn? Yes, of oh course. Oh my
2: god.
0: Of course, that's a, yeah. That would be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, are there any any personal challenges or or demons that you faced in this um, in this journey? Always. Yeah. <clears throat>
1: <clears throat> oh. throat> Always. Um, the demons are the personal challenges Um, one of my coaches likened uh, thoughts to things that we make into things Mm -hmm. like say the thought is water Mm -hmm. we make them into icebergs Mm -hmm. and we try to navigate around them so the picture he painted was that now we've got a million different icebergs that we're trying to navigate that we've created. Yes, it's all right self-generated, mm-hmm. but we don't know it. We have to keep be- re- being reminded that we're creating these things. Um, the biggest lesson I learned this year because I'm constantly learning, constantly seeking to learn, of
2: course.
1: was how much uh, of my, not only time was I using trying to predict the future, but how much I was conducting my life around my predicted future. Yeah. Holy crap. Wow. I'm acting today to avoid something that I think is going to... Wow. Mm-hmm. And the moment I let that go, oh my God, things started getting even better.
0: Mm-hmm. The sense of control, like what what are some of the things you did to to get over that, to to push past, kind of like self sabotaging.
1: Yeah, and self sabotaging, I don't think really exists. I think there are a lot of things that we do that end up being a Mm self-sabotage. That's a verb that people overuse. Mm -hmm. Um, Awareness. Mm, yeah, that's really yeah. it. You know, they say in every twelve-step um, program, you know, once you're aware of the problem,
0: yep.
2: right. Yep.
1: Yeah,
0: <laughs> very true. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I just want to thank you again for being here, and just take a moment to thank you all for watching, and that's it, in the uh, the chat. Go ahead and leave any me- uh, messages or questions you have for Doreen or myself, and uh, also shout out to AfterBuzz and Black Hollywood Live. Thank you so much for allowing me to bring you guys. Incredible guests week in and week out here inside the Black Actors Studio. Um, I want to get into uh, some fun questions for you, okay? Okay. (laughs) (laughs) But before I do that, um, so we talked a little bit about recognized actor and how you came Mm -hmm. up with that. And um, it's it's the whole idea of holistic marketing, right? Mm -hmm. So touch into that a little bit more, this holistic approach.
1: Yeah, well, a holistic approach to to marketing.
0: Marketing, yeah.
1: Um there are a lot of wonderful marketing people out there who will help an actor, but they don't know what an actor goes through, right? I'm the only one who does that for one as far as marketing goes, and I bring three things to the table with every client I see. Uh product, support, and action.
2: Mm.
0: Product, support, and action. Mm. Okay.
1: Do you want me to expand on yes, that? Yes, please okay. do. So, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm intrigued. like <laughs> nine times out of ten, uh, an actor who doesn't know me will come to me and say, "I need some postcards." I'm like, "Great," um, and I'll and we'll work on a message, and uh, I'll go over their their photos and you know what they want on there and what I can do for them. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just the product. You know, I get them all printed out. Then I give them support. I am also the only, um, we'll say, postcard creator that gives the actors a guaranteed mailing list,
2: Mm -hmm.
1: right? So I put that together for them every time. Um, That's part of the support slash product. And we talk about, well, who are you targeting? Why are you targeting now? Um, When do you want this to go out? Why do you want it to go out then? So that's more support. When I'm creating the card, I'm also talking about who they are you know, mm. as a person. And, mm-hmm. and then I'll get excited when I discover who they are. I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> you need to go into this office and that office and that office. Have you ever been there? Right. Oh, you know what? This office is very accessible. You can do a walk-in. <laughs> you know, just drop this postcard. And just
2: <laughs> they're very, go. very nice,
1: nice. You know, so that's the kind of support. But now we're going into action mm-hmm. because then I start helping people with actions. You know, what, what do I do now? I got these and I mail them. Well, you mailed them, so now... You know, now I'm giving away free advice. (laughs) Um, Listen up, guys. There are three ways that we communicate with people these days. In person, snail mail, and social media Mm -hmm. slash email. So once you've mailed out something, you've got two other categories to play with, right? You've already kind of introduced yourself or sent them a message. Do you want to drop off into the office? Are you going on that lot where you can go? Do you have an audition on a lot that you've normally not been, uh, can get on, Mm -hmm. but now there's other offices there. Maybe you want to go visit them. Mm -hmm. I don't know. There you go. Yeah, um, and and um, so that's in person. And if, oh my gosh, there are so many people that are accessible with Instagram
2: right.
1: and and social media.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But there's a finesse around that, and there's a reason why people are protective about their um, accounts. Yeah. Um, so there's a way to do that, you know, and I coach people through that. Um, and, but always, 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 it comes down to knowing who you are. Mm-hmm. There are so many people that I see following the list of correct to-dos, but they have no idea who they are. Mm. And it shows. Right. And they don't understand why things aren't breaking through for them. And I want to help them, but they're not coming to me. Right. <laughs> so that's like the, I also, one of, one of the things that's closest to my heart is I hold mastermind groups okay. that I call action groups. We meet twice a month for three month spans. I talk about uh, having a goal. If you don't have a short-term goal or any goal, you've got nothing to walk towards. Mm -hmm. That's why a lot of actors are just like, well, what am I supposed to do next? What am I supposed to do next? And my question is, what do you want? Mm -hmm. And they're always like, well, I want to be a working actor. I know, (laughs) but what does that mean? What does that look like? And we go deeper and deeper and deeper and like, okay, what can you do in three? What do you want changed in your life in three months? Because that's where this action group is going to help, and support you. It's a group of like-minded people. I vet them all before they come into that group. They all make a commitment. Mm-hmm. I do it spring, summer, winter, and fall. Um, it's ongoing for those who want to continue. I used to have one. Now I've got three groups going. Nice. Um, I also do one-on-one coaching. I also do specific coaching uh, for a three-month period. I love the three-month period <laughs> of, uh, of working specifically on their brand from the inside out. Okay. I call it their essence.
2: Nice.
1: It's the essence of who you are. And then with that, I give them uh, the card to par- market themselves, and it's also uh, – one-on-one coaching, the product, it's branding, it's all that stuff. It's a,
0: yeah, it's a mm. lot. I mean, it could get very overwhelming for some people if they don't go to the right person and know who they are, well, like you mentioned. That,
1: that it's, it, that's the first thing I tell them because there is so much mm-hmm. that we can do. I say, I know you're getting overwhelmed. Only do what you know you can do now. Mm. Guess what? We can't do everything. We're never going to do everything. Me right now, I'm so far behind in what (laughs) I tell my my clients to do. Like, you know what? It's going to get done Mm -hmm. when it gets done. And usually it doesn't get done. (laughs) But the point is to be in motion. I talk about the difference between being a working actor, which is what everybody wants, Mm -hmm. and being an actor in motion. And I'm not talking about just being busy Oh my gosh, you've seen the Facebook posts where people are like, I did this and this and this yeah. and this and this and this yeah. and this and this. Yeah, that's a nice list. Yeah. But um, is that the life you want to live? Mm-hmm. And how did that actually get you closer to your goal?
0: Right. I like that. Busy over progress. Love it. What's one piece of advice you wish you had before you started?
1: That's,
2: wow.
1: <laughs> wow. That it's not about, let me see if I can word this, one piece of advice, quit looking for where you'll fit in. Mm-hmm. Um, specifically with representation,
2: mm-hmm. I
1: think. Um, that was That was, I think, the biggest burden I held for so long of being between agents and looking for agents agents not working for me um, and if somebody had told me it's not you honey they just don't get you mm-hmm. find someone who gets you
2: right.
1: and this is something that I, I liken the, the agent client relationship to a romantic relationship there are so many similarities. Right. If they don't get you, find another one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: If they're not working for you, find it. So they're, they're great. Yes, I know they're very kind. They're very nice, and they say nice things to you. But are you getting out? Right. You
0: know? Right. Um, okay, that's a good piece of advice. Yeah. What's, uh, what's your favorite word? <laughs>
1: cellar door. Um, and <laughs> I, I, I copy that. because
0: <laughs> Cellar door? <laughs> well,
1: it's from one of my favorite movies. Um, which the name escapes me. I was like, which which movie? Okay, (laughs) Okay. so it was Jake Gyllenhaal's uh, breakthrough movie, Donnie Darko. Donnie Darko. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, Oh, the bunny (laughs) with the the rabbit. Frank the rabbit. Um, and Drew Barrymore is like his teacher or somebody, yeah. and she talks about the word cellar door.
2: Mm. And
1: so I associate that, and she talks about it as being the most beautiful word in the English language for poetic reasons, and she goes into that. But I love the movie because it explores the reality of non-reality right. and what is real right. um, and, 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 and really going with the flow. Um, so I actually use that when I talk about um uh dream interpretation, which is something I do for friends and family.
0: Okay. Um what's your least favorite word? Wow. Wow?
1: Uh no. Oh. <laughs> I'm like, that's your least favorite. <laughs> uh, pff, gosh. It's you know, I don't even want to say it. Uh, <laughs> I don't even want to it's just uh yeah, it's uh, you know anything that anything that puts women down.
0: Okay, got you. Um, what's a sound or noise that
1: you love? Mm. A sound or noise? <sighs> Silence. That's, no, that's I'm the thinking, <laughs> I, I, I like I'm thinking the sound. It's a whole scenario. The sound of loved ones making me breakfast as I'm just getting out.
0: Oh, wow. (laughs) That's the first time I had that one. That's a good one. (laughs) How about a sound of noise that you hate? Leaf blower. Mm. For so many reasons. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Oh, my God. So many obvious reasons, right? Yeah. What profession other than your own right now would you participate in?
1: Would I participate in? Mm Other than my own. Um, you mean like a career? Yeah. Well, when I was in high school, they had me choose on one of those college exams of like, what's your second choice? Because I'm like, I'm an actor. Mm-hmm. Second, second choice <laughs> right. um, was psychologist.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean,
1: and makes I know sense. There, there, there are many actors. Who started off as actors and went into psychology. Mm-hmm. And the reason for that is because we all have a fascination with human behavior. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: I love observing human behavior, incorporating it. You know, as an actor, it's like, huh, they did that.
2: Mm-hmm. I wonder
1: what that feels like. They did that horrible thing, but it's not horrible to them. So, what is right. it? That. Right. Oh, okay. Okay.
0: Wow. What's a profession you would never take part of?
1: Prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> Although I played one on TV. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That's the beautiful thing about acting. We can <laughs> be anything. But <laughs> um, so last but not least, heaven exists, and you met God. What would you like to hear Him say to you?
2: Wow.
1: To hear them say to me? Mm
0: -hmm. Hear God say to you. Oh. What would you like to hear God say to you? Welcome home. Nice. Love it. Great way to end that off. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I'd like to thank you so much for joining. Thank you. It's been a pleasure having you here. Um, can you tell everyone where to meet or where to find you and all that good stuff?
1: Uh, you can find my name all over the Internet, Doreen Calderon, C-A-L-D-E-R-O-N. That's uh, my Instagram handle, basically. I'm not on Twitter. Facebook, you can find me. Also, The Recognized Actor. Go on Google for videos and uh, tips and uh, The Recognized Actor Facebook page.
0: Yeah, she drops a lot of great gems, so pick them up and <laughs> listen to her all her videos. She's awesome. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you, Dan. And uh, thank you for being and joining me here inside the Black Actors Studio. You can find me everywhere at I am Danny Royce. We'll see you next week, same place, same time, inside the Black Actors Studio. Bye-bye, guys.
1: On behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture.